Welcome to the Spectral Phenomena Podcast, your source for all things offbeat, strange, unexplained, and paranormal. Here are your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Spectral Phenomena. Once again, from a cabin deep in the woods of central Maryland, you're joined by your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. And he didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just reading through these notes, and it always blows my mind how in-depth this can get. But no, we, I won't get ahead of yes, us. Yeah. That's very in-depth. Yes, and we will get in-depth. So imagine this. A secret group of powerful people pulling the strings of modern society. They decide what you learn, what you hear and see, who your government officials are, and dictate the courses of countless lives. A shadowy group of puppet masters intricately arranging world events to benefit themselves. Welcome back, everybody. Tonight we dive into one of the most mysterious secret societies ever to exist. One which may or may not still exist in some form, controlling the world for their own gain. Tonight we explore the idea of the Illuminati. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so we'll jump right into it, unless you, you have a comment there, Moose. I just can't help but think of um, my B-team comment from uh, yeah. <laughs> from uh, Bohemian yeah. Grove. And, and uh, you know, after... After I did this research, I was like, oh, man, I wish we would have backed this up right to Bohemian Grove. Um, it would have been perfect, but it's OK. It, it's a little bit of a, a good episode in between the two with the uh, Tic Tac UFO. So breaks it up a little bit. Yeah, I want to see where um, the Illuminati fall into like the middle management of uh, of world uh, order <laughs> of the new world order. Yeah. Well, the Illuminati were founded on May 1st, 1776 by Professor Adam Weishaupt. If I'm saying that right, I'm going to say Weishaupt for the rest of the night because his name comes up quite a bit. He was a former Jesuit. Now, the Jesuits get a lot of uh, kind of attention in conspiracy circles and stuff. Um, so it's important to kind of point out who the Jesuits are. The Jesuits are a monastic Catholic order which opposed the Reformation and have been highly influential in Catholic missionary work, education, and thought. Jesuits are often uh, implicated in conspiracies involving the Catholic Church. So the Jesuits kind of could be their own episode because of some of the ideas around them. Um, but that's not really the whole point of what we're getting into tonight. But in any case, Professor Weishaupt was in Bavaria. Now, for those who don't know, also, Bavaria is a region in Germany. Um, but in the time period we're talking about, Germany was not a unified country. So uh, there were a lot of kind of city-states and smaller states that kind of made up the, the German area and the uh, Holy Roman Empire, um, you know, that kind of area. In any case, he was a professor of canon law and philosophy, he was the only professor at the University of Ingolstadt who was not a priest. So he was kind of noticeable for that. And I will apologize. My German is uh, not good. And by not good, I mean non-existent, which my uh, German slash Swiss ancestry would probably be ashamed of. But that's another story for another day. So 
what was Weishaupt's deal? Well, he had a lot of ideas and he had a lot of thoughts. Um, we're talking about the Enlightenment period here. So he wanted somewhere to kind of express his thoughts. So he looked into Freemasonry. He, however, found Freemasonry was expensive and the Masons weren't really open to his ideas. So that didn't quite work out for him. What were his ideas? Well, he wanted to promote reason as he saw reason um, and challenge the power of the French monarchy in the Roman Catholic Church. His kind of stated goal was to put an end to the machinations or conspiracies of the purveyors of injustice and control them without dominating them. So basically he wanted to be in control of everything and run a just society in the way that he saw it without dominating them, whatever that meant to him. Um, so he wanted to be in control of everything, but not dominate them. I don't know. It seems kind of hard to uh, have one without the other, but that was his idea. So where did he get his ideas? Well, kind of a, uh, a, a, a hodgepodge of ideas that he had for influences. So one of his uh, big influences was, of course, the Jesuits, uh, having been a Jesuit himself. Where did Professor Weisenhaupt get his ideas from? Well, he had a few different sources for influence. Number one was the Jesuits, which we've already talked about. Number two, the mysteries of the seven sages of Memphis. And if you are anything like me, you're asking, who are the seven sages of Memphis? So the seven sages uh, of Greece was a title given by classical Greek tradition to seven philosophers, statesmen, and lawgivers in the 6th century BC who were renowned for their wisdom. So we had Thales of Matitis, Pittacus of Mithilin, bias of prenine, uh, and I do wonder if that's where we get bias from in the intellectual, scientific research sense. Solon of Athens, Cleobulus, tyrant of Lindos, or Pyrander of Corinth, or Mycen of Cheney, or Anarchorus the Scythian, could be any one of them, depending on who you ask, and, Ch and Chillin of Sparta. He also got ideas from the Kabbalah, or Kabbalah, I guess I should say, which is an ancient Jewish tradition of mystical interpretation of the Bible. And he also picked up ideas from the Freemasons, which is an esoteric society that uses stonemasonry allegorically to teach morality and the betterment of man, uh, along with enlightenment ideas. So he had quite a wide kind of net cast to where he's getting ideas from. But there are all these esoteric, mystical traditions um, that teach morality uh, in one sense or another um, based on their own ideals. Members of his group were known as perfectibilists, and they were broken down into three ranks. They're given nicknames as well, each individual member. Uh, for example, Weishaupt was Spartacus. And this, you're going to love Moose, their symbol, the Owl of Minerva. Ah. Does that bring up Bohemian Grove? Oh, yeah. Five or what, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. So he creates this organization and an organization is only as strong as the people who are in it, right? So he's got to get members. 
So where does he go to get members? Well, he decides he's going to try to recruit Freemasons. He thinks they've already got these Enlightenment ideals. They've got some esoteric stuff going on. Maybe we can get them. One by one, I'm going to recruit members from them. It didn't work. He was not able to get a lot of people to, to leave their group to come into his. Uh, but at its height in 1874, the Illuminati claimed somewhere between 650 and 2,500 members. That said, three years later in 18, excuse me, in 1787, his group was outlawed, along with Freemasonry and other so-called secret societies on the pain of death. What happened to his order? Well, basically, it died out right away. Members fled. There's no proof that their existence persisted past its 1787. Um, their membership had been publicly out outlawed um, and publicly outed prior to this. So there really wasn't any hiding involvement. Basically, everyone knew, knew who was in it. And if you didn't want people to know, too bad, because they knew. And now you might get put to death. There are several modern fraternal organizations who claim to be descended from the Illuminati, but there is no proof. And of those organizations, none have any power or influence. So that's kind of the, uh, the short digest version of the Illuminati. So what do you think of that history stuff there, Moose? I mean, I think it started as something interesting. I, I I mean, I don't want to jump to the end, but I feel like if this was an all-powerful, like, world-governing thing, I feel like they would do whatever they can to erase their search history. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But very interesting. So, very interesting, yeah. Maybe they create yeah. it. Maybe it's a, um, I don't know, maybe it's a way to, maybe they, maybe it's a plant so that uh, they, uh, it would lead to a dead end and people couldn't find you know, where the rest of the Illuminati stuff went. So, yeah, no, interesting. Definitely interesting. Yeah. Very well could be. Then, like in any good story, the conspiracy theories started. If you recall, the organization of the Illuminati was outlawed in 1787. However, only 10 years later in 1797, followed by another publication in 1798, the Illuminati were framed as a conspiratorial group trying to control the world. Augustine Burrell's memoirs illustrating the history of Jacobinism, Jacobinism and John Robinson proofs of conspiracy publicized the theory that the Illuminati had survived and represented an ongoing international conspiracy. It was all downhill from there. Prior to 1900, Robinson accused the Illuminati of infiltrating the Freemasons to influence events. He accused them of masterminding the French Revolution and orchestrating the outcome of the Battle of Waterloo. Post-1900, ideas like the JFK assassination and the general control of world events became prominent in con connection with the Illuminati. Any thoughts on that, Moose, before we jump into theories? I mean, honestly, it sounds like one angry dude, but, I mean, it could also be a whistleblower. But, yeah, no, I don't have anything yet. Okay. Well, the theories are pretty straightforward. One being that the Illuminati's died out in the 1700s, and that was it. The next idea might be that the Illuminati infiltrated Freemasonry and continue to push an agenda through that organization. 
Or perhaps that the Illuminati continue to exist as a shadow organization pulling the strings of world governments and events around the world. Or the idea that I like, the Illuminati exists not as a group or even a formal idea, but as a group of elites that conspire to put world events into motion to further their own goals. And, and for me, that's kind of where I come down on it. I don't think that there is an Illuminati, but I think there are rich and powerful people around the world who conspire to make things happen. And if we want to call them the Illuminati, I think that's fair. But I don't think that there is, you know, a council of 12 people that meet every couple months around a table with candles and, you know, whatever to kind of orchestrate world events. I don't think they're using, um, you know, men's social clubs to push their agenda or anything like that. I, I think that what we're talking about when we talk about the Illuminati is that there's a bunch of really rich people who brush elbows because of who they are and make deals with each other. And that's probably how a lot of the crap that happens in the world happens. I mean, you're, you and, think, and you're basically uh, describing Bohemian Grove, right? And I don't think that's by accident. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, it basically is that. Yeah. I, I also think it's really easy for people that aren't in that club to be envious and want to, uh, you know, basically explain away reasons why their life isn't, you know, as where they would want it to be. Um, so I, I think that's where a lot of these like high, high power or not high power, but like um, conspiracy theories of individuals of, you know, conspiring to run the world and stuff. like that. I feel like a lot of it comes from um, positions of um, wanting to blame away, uh, you know, right. certain, certain actions like NWO and all that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that, that's what I want to say about that. Okay. So, uh, no other, no other, no other thoughts on, uh, Illuminati stuff? No, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I have a, I don't want to jump to the end, but, um, I, we're at the end. Oh, you're not going to talk. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, hmm. All right. So y you ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. So I think, and it's really, it's really hard to discuss things like this because when I, because when I think about the Illuminati and I see like the almost um, uh, commercialized idea of it, right? I feel like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whenever, like when the stuff started popping off about Jay-Z and other artists being a, you know, part of uh, this group, um, a, or um, when you go, you know, you go through the bowels of the internet and they ta start talking about different uh, songs having secret like uh, inklings of Illuminati um, imagery or Illuminati um, uh, uh, um, uh, symbols, right? I, I just, I just don't buy it. I really just don't buy it. Obviously, the Illuminati were something real at some point. Um, kind of like how you said, I think that there probably isn't an organized group of people that runs the world's decisions apart from like Bohemian Grove, which I mean, you know, Alex Jones was there. He, he uh, and people listen to our podcast on that uh, episode on that to hear more about Bohemian Grove. Um, but I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see, I just don't see that kind of 
cohesiveness. And the reason I don't see it is because there are so many variables that go into like, like foreign policy. And again, I'm not, a, I'm not, again, I'm a paramedic. I'm not a, I'm not a foreign policy lawyer. I'm not, you know, I don't work for the UN, but just from like my basic understanding of everything that's going on with this, uh, you know, this, uh, pandemic, for example, like there's so many different, uh, nuanced ideas and, and, um, geopolitical issues that go into it and to think that all of them are tied up to this like pinpoint top of a pyramid i just i just don't see it now does that mean that in particular so i I just want to go back to robinson so um uh yeah i believe he was the one that uh said that there was uh you know they were in charge of the battle of waterloo and the french revolution and so on and so forth I think that very well may have been the case. You know, if we're talking about a secret group conspiring to dictate the um, uh, the events of a particular geopolitical situation, then yeah, sure, I can understand that. Um, I would say that to someone in uh, Cuba, what the CIA did would be uh, could be uh, explained away as a conspiracy theory, right? That a, a secret order of people it was conspiracy. You know, but like, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, uh, and I'm talking specifically about like the Bay of Pigs and stuff like that. Like one could say that, oh, there was this group of people that said that they were going to help us and then they didn't. Right. I mean, if in a, in a slightly different scenario, that could be seen as a conspiracy or sorry, a, the actions of a group like the Illuminati. Right. Like you could say, uh, I guess, am I, am I being clear on that? No, absolutely, and I think uh, I would even take it a, a step further. The, the Bay of Pigs was a conspiracy. The CIA yeah. actively orchestrated Cuban expats to try to go invade their country and said, hey, we're going to support you militarily, and then they all got slaughtered, and we didn't do anything, and it was it was a conspiracy. You know, yeah. I mean, a conspiracy is just a group of people getting together and say we're going to do something mm-hmm. and then you add a, a layer of um you know covertness to it and yeah i mean i i think you're 100 percent hitting the nail on the head so that's what i think it is i think that throughout history there have been situations where you know there might have been shadowy organizations that may have just been a group of people that have influence that wanted the events of history to go a particular way and it's very easy to um, it's very easy for a historian now you know that may be into this kind of stuff like we are to connect the dots where there may not be any lines to create and say that these different pockets of history where the sh- quote unquote shadow government um, uh, made decisions were all one organization. So um, I I think it might be a manifestation of of grandiose a little bit um, what this conspiracy theory and the Illuminati have turned into. Um, yeah. I would argue that um, as soon as somebody hears that, they might think that we're just shills of the Illuminati and saying, and uh, you know, that you know, what we're saying, uh, I promise you we're not. I don't think that's going to really matter to anyone who thinks that what I will say is this. Um, it's kind of hard for any group of people to cr- sustainably uh, execute a mission throughout generations. Right. If that makes sense. And yeah, uh, and I really, really don't think when we're going to what what confines of humanity do we have? You know, nations, cultures, creeds. 
uh, when this Illuminati, Illuminati would cross all of those major barriers, I feel like that's really hard to do over centuries. Uh, and that's why right. I'm just not buying it. Yeah, I think where it gets harder is when you talk about, you know, the fact that most major media corporations and other other corporations really too are actually owned by a, a small group of the same people. Which is true. Which is true. And I think that is relevant and I think that is cause for concern, but I don't think that it has much to do with historical Illuminati. If you want to call that group of people, those corporate elites, those statesmen, those, you know, people who orchestrate decisions in those kind of realms, the Illuminati, I think that's a discussion we could have. But I don't think that there is a a the Illuminati. Yeah, I mean I think there are powerful groups of people who rub elbows and who do things together. But I don't think it's all connected. And and and, and kind of that kind of goes back to what I was saying, you know, before as well. Like, uh, you can't connect. It's easy to do so, but you can't connect different pockets of history together like that. I just I feel like you just can't take that step. But that doesn't negate the fact that there may be some ill will, uh, it, not ill will. I shouldn't say that. I was um, malintent with you know groups of the media today. For and that's the you know the example we did, we used. Right. Um, the uh yeah i mean that that's what i got i think that's that's it i i I, what i I, and i feel like we this i think this is the level where the illuminati stuff kind of unravels because after this i feel like that's when it gets tied into other um uh you know uh paranormal phenomena not paranormal was a conspiracy theory paranormal phenomena stuff like that um I will always say this though that I don't know what I don't know, and you know I'm coming from one very slim perspective. So I'd love to see more. If our listeners ever you know have anything else, I'd love to see what they submit. Yeah, I think it would be easy in a uh, very kind of I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is, but um, I think it would be easy in a of very kind of narrow view of Europe in the late 1700s, early 1800s to have a group of people in charge of things across multiple countries um, to where strings could be pulled. But I think when you get into this 21st century century, Global, globalization, multiculturalization, where the interests of even homogenous societies don't all match each other. You know, the interests of the United States are not the interests of Russia, even though you're, you're talking about predominantly white Christian countries, the two are not the same. And then you start bringing into it a, a China and an Iran and an India and a Great Britain and Brazil. And I think I think the idea that having one group of people running all of that is just not very realistic. I I, uh, I cannot absolutely. And you know what? This is interesting because this kind of bleeds into our uh, Monkey Man episode. 
this bleeds into our um, uh, the uh, episode we did about the Greys. I mean, it it their diversity of people doesn't allow for this kind of um, you know joint movement. If it does, how do you explain, you know, like um, the scramble for Africa, for example, in World War One, you know, pre-World War One? Like, how do you explain things like that? It just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would okay. also say, like, uh, like how do you explain, like, atrocities that occur, like, uh, you know, like, uh, regarding... Uh, I don't know, just a various human human rights violations that we see, right? Uh, it's just it just doesn't. There's so much move going around, moving around, and it also begs the question. Okay, I know we're we're kind of going up on time here, but in this situation, how, how, why uh, does this you know, law, this group of people that runs the world? How do they decide what countries become superpowers and which don't? How does right. that happen? How does the exploration of the wet, like, where does it, I just, there's too many moving parts here. I agree. I guess we just so. went on a rant about this, but I mean, it, th- that's how I feel about it. It's just, uh, I think I, an organized, so I just want to give my percentage, if you don't mind. Are we there? We're there now, yeah, right? Yeah, we're right there. So yeah. I, I believe that from a percentage, and I want to frame this by saying, when I say 0%, I mean 0% to a, a global, um, a global system of individuals that run the entire planet. I just don't see it happening. Zero percent. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I would. I would pretty much put my thought process down right about zero percent too. Um, do I think there's a group of people that influence world events heavily that we could call the Illuminati, but they don't have any relation to the order that existed in the 1700s yes 100 percent, i do um but in the sense that we usually talk about the illuminati no i I don't believe that cool this is a good episode man this was fun thank you everybody for listening to us once again this is spectral phenomena please check us out like us on facebook Leave a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And we'll be back here next week with you for one final episode of the season. The Trickster on Spectral Phenomena.